Hello, everyone, and welcome to Young China. We are a half Chinese Brit and a Siberian Russian living in China. We use our unique perspectives to demystify and translate Chinese culture and lifestyle. My name is Lucian. My name is Artem. We are entrepreneurs who made it in China, and now we are sharing our experience with you. And last time we talked about Chinese food, which is not finished for sure. We will come back to this topic again. I think that might be the biggest topic in China. Actually, should we actually invite someone who really understands food? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's really? like any any average Chinese person because they all love food so much. Like underweight guy from <laughs> Russia who like also eating like outside always, and a guy who is eating e- every single day the same stuff. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we, we don't have, have the... this authority yeah. to talk about this. <laughs> In the end of November, I'm I don't know actually how we will record the next next episode because I'm going to Dumbay. Oh wow! The north of China. Wow. To Tieling. Tieling city is near Shenyang. It's will it will be event about science and innovations in Idai Ilu. Uh, one road, one belt. One belt, one road. <laughs> <laughs> one, yeah, one belt, one road. So more about like China and Russian cooperation in innovation and scientific field and i am like a famous scientist and innovator <laughs> going there no actually i'm like entrepreneur and uh, journalist and going there so and now we are in the south which actually is interesting because like i know that guangdong people like don't count shanghai as south well the thing with china is that it's such a massive country that when you're in guangdong which is the extreme south of the country even shanghai which is midway point Of China seems like the north, and then of course the north north is an extreme north to southern Chinese. But according this traditional way of splitting China to south and north, Shanghai is south. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like there is very famous concept of every time people talking about North China, South China is so different. I'm not the big fan of this concept because I think China is more diverse. Than just like north and and south, but okay, let's let's uh, people want to know about this more, and let's talk today about this thing. I mean, I actually disagree with you on that. I think there's a very big and very clear delineation between north and south, right? Particularly in the extreme side. So on the south, you've got Guangdong, Fujian, Guangxi, Jiangxi. They're very southern. You feel the southern. I mean, it's in the it's in the air. It's in the temperature. It's in the climate. It's in the way that people dress and the way that people eat and the way that people just are. And the same goes for the northern regions, which is all the places in Dongbei. Dongbei is actually three separate provinces, and they're kind of clustered as one in the popular imagination. And then there's Inner Mongolia, Gansu, and so on. But originally. The border between south and the north divide, of China, divide. dividing line, is Huaihe River. Mm-hmm. You can actually Google like North and uh, South China. There are a lot of maps. It goes through Jiangsu Province and Anhui. Mm-hmm. So the part, northern part of Anhui, is already like like a northern China, mm-hmm. and all provinces with a down. It's like southern China, and one very easy way to see which is north and which is south is by the distribution of radiators and central heating. So North China, they all have central heating, and southern China, none of it has central heating, as in central heating run by the government. Yeah, and so, even so, even, so you cross the river, and of course, the climate 
between this part of the river and the other side of the river is like the same. And those guys over there, they've got heating and these guys over here have no heating. And But the weather is almost the same. Yeah, and for exactly. example, in Anhui, they have real winter. I mean, like mm. they have snow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like minus 10 or something, mm-hmm. which is like, <laughs> and it, it, it's already cold mm-hmm. and they don't have central heating. I don't know how they live there because like me, like I'm Siberian, we have like minus 40 sometimes in the winter, but it doesn't matter because we have central heating and it's good. Even like in not good houses, old houses, central heating always work well. This is one of the best thing what like Soviet Russia gave to us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if we start to talk about differences, the first thing is the climate for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean like uh, north colder yeah. obviously south is like warmer but it's 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 too obvious there are another differences in climate for example rainy and wet weather in the south you know and more sunny weather and not that much rain in the north and if we have difference in climate we have difference in uh, nature you know i think there's difference with everything so i think for the sake of this podcast i think we should talk about north and south the ones that we kind of consider north and south. So let's say Dongbei and then the northern regions and then the southern regions like Guangdong and Guangxi and we'll leave out Henan and Anhui because they're middle sections, I think. But they're, they're really middle in their culture. For example, yeah. what do they eat? If we, like, okay, uh, northern people eat more like mian or wheat stuff and like mian bao and noodles mm-hmm. at the staple. And uh, southern people eat rice. And mm. I ask like my Anhui friends what they eat. Is it we are eating both? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but that's true, right? That's completely true because they're a mix and so they're a mix of the cultures, mix of the climates, mix of everything. But at the same time, I think Chinese people they like to think of things in terms of north and south. I think we don't talk about Henan and Anhui really being within these clusters yeah. because in a way the more extreme cultures mm. they're a bit more interesting than the ones that, that people talk about right because that's where you get interesting deviations coming through so in terms of like the language so in Beijing or Dongbei uh-huh. they have this very thick R sound right and they're a bit more direct they're, it sounds almost aggressive if you're not a native speaker or if you're not used But to it the northern regions actually have one of the best Mandarin I mean, mm. like if the if even they speak dialects, they're all dialects closer to Mandarin because mm. Mandarin base is Beijing dialect, mm-hmm. which is northern dialect. Mm-hmm. So if we talk about differences in languages, north is more uniform. They all understand each other anyway, mm-hmm. and they're actually many of them proud that their Mandarin is good, mm-hmm. and they're always like mocking <laughs> on Southerns, like it doesn't matter from where, Sichuan or Hunan mm-hmm. or like Guangdong people or Shanghainese, their Mandarin is like not that good, right? <laughs> But then I will say this though, a lot of my friends, they always say their hometown has the best Mandarin or is the golden standard for Mandarin. Northern people. But now that I think about them. it, now that I think about it, you're probably right. I think they are all Northern people. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Even Zilin guys, for example, or like Senyang guys, they always uh, kind of have an argue which Mandarin is the best and more original. That's really funny because I've got some friends from Dongbei and the way they speak Chinese is not standard at all. In Putonghua and Mandarin, it'd be like, 你在干嘛? 你在干什么? And in Dongbei, ver, like the Dongbei like style, it becomes, 
Dumbay Huai for sure is like a bit different with mm. uh, Mandarin, but if you but talk no, about there is no Hubei, Hubei right? or like uh, this region, Shanxi, they they, they they speak more. But there is no, but there is no real Dumbay Hua in the sense of a dialect. It's a style. It's a style of Mandarin. It doesn't become a dialect. It doesn't. It's like, dialect. No, but like Shanghainese is an actual dialect. Okay, right, it's like, it's a, like e, e, how difference is like from the Mandarin. Yeah, mm. for sure. Like Shanghainese, let's say it's another language. In yeah, this. in a in a sense. And yeah. the Dumbeihua is a real dialect in this thing. Okay, I mean, from my understanding, I would consider it more a variation or or like a a stylistic change to Mandarin, standard Mandarin, right? So instead of saying Guanmen, which means close the door, they say Guanmer. It's more Beijinghua, really. Right. Like Dunbeiren, it's still not that big R of all things. Really. It's more like Beijing thing. Anyway, um if we talk about like differences between mm. north and south, go back again. Mm. So north is more like all about closer to Mandarin, which is like and have dialects, which is like really dialects. Mm-hmm. And south is like variety of many languages yeah. actually. Really. Really. Which like you need just by uh characters reading Chinese. So, but if we talk about oral only language, totally different. And the thing is like a lot of varieties under Shanghainese, there are also some other dialects. Under Guangdong dialect, there are Cantonese. There are a lot of different types of Cantonese. And like, I don't know, it's mass. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. North in terms of language is much easier for foreign at least. Yeah, absolutely. And what's very interesting is because traditionally Chinese people, they didn't move around so much, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, you'd be stuck in your village yeah. and you didn't really travel that much. So even from from village to village, town to town, city to city, within the same region, there's huge variations. And that's really, really interesting because in the modern age, it's so easy to go to the next town or the next village. But still, those places still retain that language. Also, other aspects of the culture, like food, but this diversity you can notice more in the south. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. In sure. the north, it's historically and traditionally the government power was mm-hmm. was much higher. Yeah, and that's why, like, it's uh, and actually China comes from the north. If we again come to this border, you know, Huaihe. So and southern, they have a lot of small kingdoms and small lords, you know, who was like controlling the things. Mm-hmm. So, and this is actually interesting feature of uh, North and South. Also, that North is more political, right? I know how to explain. Have you been to yeah. Beijing? Yeah, Have you yeah, talked it, to taxi drivers? It is people are more interested in politics mm-hmm. in the North. I think this is a generalization, of course, but people in the South are a bit more concerned with economics and money. And so you see now Guangdong province, which is in the south, it's very wealthy. Fujian province as well, very wealthy because they're full of traders. They do a lot of business. Also Zhejiang, which is in the south, Wenzhou, Wenzhou people specifically, they are the biggest number of emigrants to other countries. They're the ones that maybe in your local town in England or America opening up Chinese restaurants or laundrettes. They're very entrepreneurial, and that's a very big trait of Southerners. They're very big into business. I think the Northerners, on the whole, they're less entrepreneurial. But the interesting thing, even like Northern people are more into politics. Most of the revolutions 
and different rebels starts from southern regions. Mm-hmm. That's also interesting. Uh, because like from the history, southern regions were more like like freedom, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and only like in the Qing Empire they conquered the whole south and made it a real part of China. So every time Beijing become weak, southern provinces become independent, you know. Even like the last Qing dynasty, finish of this dynasty began with the independences of the southern province, you know. So and the expedition to warlords started from Guangdong. It's it's interesting concept. I mean, like still like north is more into central government, mm-hmm. and southern are more. Even now, I mean, like yes, it's like one country, but in terms of doing business, as you tell, and in terms of like connections between other countries, they are still more like independent. I've got two stories here. I'm not sure if we should broadcast this, but I will tell them. So I've got this friend from Shenzhen. And she's around my age, 30-ish. And she has an older brother and an older sister. And I was really shocked when she told me that because I thought there was a one-child policy, right? And she was like, yes, there always has been, but we live in the South. And rules are a little bit less strict there. They're harder to enforce, right? They're actually further away from Beijing. So it's harder to enforce a lot of rules. So they just paid a penalty. (laughs) They paid a fine and things were okay after that. And that was it. I think her mum actually used to work for the police or a government department. Actually, she lost her job for it. But Cantonese people, they really, really value family. I think even more so than other Chinese or other Asians. And I think then it's a worthwhile sacrifice to make, losing the job to have three children. But the same rules works in the North. I mean, like, you pay penalty... And you can keep the child. Sure, but I think from what she was saying that it happens a lot more in the south than it does in the north. Because they're richer. (laughs) They're richer, but also they're just further away and it's harder to enforce rules. It's like when I was traveling around in end of January, early February during the virus. When you're far away from big cities, it's just hard to enforce rules. So I was in Guilin just as the virus was breaking out and everyone had a mask there. And then I was traveling on the slow trains into like fourth and fifth, sixth tier, like little, little towns and no one had masks on. And I was wearing a mask and actually people, when they saw me wearing the mask in the small towns, they actually avoided me because it was very clear that I was an outsider, not from their town, right? They're still all out there playing cards, like having fun in the streets. They're like, their markets are open. Even though the central government has issued notices saying that everything should be shut down, things are still going on. And also, I just came back from a press trip to Tongxiang, which is a small town in Zhejiang. And we were met and welcomed by the government guys there. And what was really striking for me was just how friendly and how down to earth they were. Because in my mind, I think in the minds of lots of people all over the world, government is always this kind of almost oppressive, very high up, like very distant from you, a group of people like that. Whereas here they were like, they'd be like the guy on the street. Like you couldn't tell from the way they acted or walked or talked or the way they dressed from another guy on the street. And that was really refreshing. And I asked him, actually, how come you're so different to what I expected? And he said that in Zhejiang specifically, but he said South generally, the government tries to make this effort to facilitate the economy and facilitate what people want to do. 
like running businesses or doing events, right? So, so they see themselves as service people and facilitators for the citizens. Whereas he said that the North has a problem, and he's actually from Shandong, which is the North. He said that the Northern government, they're a bit more distant and they're a bit more like top down. So that was a very interesting perspective to hear from a local government official in terms of how government and people interact in, in the North and the South. And Northern people is more conservative in many ways. I mean, like, they're not that open to changes. And even like reform and opening to the world starts from the Southern regions, right? In Eastern Southern regions. So people here like are more welcome to the, even like imported products. If you want to sell something to Chinese people, like for sure, some new product, you better start from South. I mean, like, even from Sichuan, whatever, like, uh, Yunnan, they are even more open than northern people. And the same, like, goes to higher levels, to politics. So they start trying to distance themselves because, like, you know, originally the power there, like, government guys always there. Anyway, it's the center, you know, Beijing influence is so big to mm -hmm. all regions around, right? Mm -hmm. And the guys who are sitting there, they're still like more, they're central government. They're not like local governments most. <laughs> Do you feel that we'll get blocked by Simulaya again? Because we just, we said try. the word government about a million times just now. Oh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> you mentioned also very interesting like feature of southern people. They're more like traditional, let's say more like in the family. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually an interesting mix of how they open to some innovations. Let's say even Guangdong is the most developed province in China mm -hmm. and the richest people there. But usually if you, for example, say to some Chinese friend that you are dating southern girl, then says, oh, they're very traditional. They're not that kaifang. Mm -hmm. They're not that open as northern girls. So, well, like, northern people are more conservative maybe in the mind on some, like, uh, big issues. But in terms of, like, lifestyle, probably southerns are more traditional. They still care about etiquette. They mm -hmm. still care about some ceremonies, you know, like, and even tea drinking is more like a southern culture mm -hmm. when they're really sitting and, like, talking for a long time with all this, you know, ceremony is very important. I think you made a really good point there i think that's really interesting is how chinese people view each other because of course it's such a massive country in the so many different provinces the regional variations are massive right so in the south they think that everyone in dongbei they don't shower very much like a barbarian <laughs> yeah they're like barbarians they 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 only eat meat and potatoes they don't shower you know these kinds of stereotypes and i think it's really really interesting how people inside view each other but it's going deeper than difference between north and south you know they don't say the same about ah no actually they say you know what southern people say about beijing it's a big village <laughs> really Which, sometimes i feel this wives really in what I, way it's interesting i don't know like when you go to beijing i have never liked it so much mm -hmm. it's good like last two of my trips was good I can feel that people there, like a capital people, mm -hmm. they quite educated. They, mm -hmm. especially like older generation, you can see mm -hmm. that they're like from the sure. China center. But still, the people like the service in cafe restaurants, 
their attitude, the even the way their habits. This old Chinese spitting on the ground and all the things like it's probably we'll hear these things and see more in northern China. Not only Dumbay, but even Beijing, which is like capital. And if you see all the like all the generation mostly, but even young people. Uh, just I got my friend who is living in Beijing, and uh, she came here to Shanghai、uh, for the first time. And after one week, she said, "Like, wow, your guys here is so like fashionable. Here, like、uh, all the youngsters, they are like wearing so cool. Beijing guys are not that bright." Oh, I don't know how to answer that. I even had a, really interesting. I even had a pause before after one of my business trip to Beijing. I realized that all people wearing black. <laughs> Or like very dark colors,、mm-hmm. and I ask some people and say, I don't know, because maybe smog, because it's too dirty in Beijing. <laughs> I said, okay, you don't wear white, but why not like red、mm-hmm. or yellow or something? I don't know.、Mm. They they don't understand, but really it's a, it's a big difference. If、mm. you go to Shanghai or Guangdong, any cities, it's like more bright. Sure. Sure, sure. And Beijing, even in, in the best day, I mean, not like when it's smoggy, you know. Like actually, it's a big difference also, south and north. Yeah, the air quality is a big <laughs> difference. Yeah,、really. even here in like Zhejiang、uh, or Jiangxi, some very or even Fujian, where is a lot of light industry factories, it's still not that bad as in the north because all that heavy industries like、uh, and coal、mm-hmm. power plants. They're all in the north. You know, we've got this phrase in England: "It's grim up north." <laughs> it just means like it's it's rough up、uh-huh. north. I、yeah. think that applies also in in China as well, in the way it does in England.、Um, mm-hmm. It applies in in the in China. Why are you、well. so teeny? Yeah, <laughs> it's like one province of China. <laughs> But I think England has. England is a really interesting case study because the north and south divide is really, really big. But the capital, of course, is in the south, and also the money and the wealth and the education tends to be in the south as well. The north tends to be a lot poorer, and so it's interesting here where the history is in the north in China, but the money is in the south. Yeah, right. If you go for historical places, for sure it's north because、mm. again, like China. Real China comes from north. I mean, of course, there's historical places all over China, right? But the things that we know about the Great Wall, Forbidden Palace, that's all up north. Yeah, and maybe also like Beijing seems like a big village because it's all very low. The buildings are、mm-hmm. low; they're not、mm-hmm. that skyscrapers and but, whatever. But they don't need it. But you know how other foreigners call Shanghai? They call it China Light, as in、mm-hmm. it's. The easiest and lightest experience of China you can possibly have, and Beijing. If you can, if you can live in Beijing as a foreigner or even as a local Chinese person, then you're like you're really making it because it's cold, it's rough, it's tough. And now we are coming you know? to another topic like Beijing in Shanghai. Yeah, that's、uh, a big can, one. We can we can we can talk about、yeah. this later, but let's not generalize like okay, Shanghai okay, for just, the whole just south. For the let's north, say、though. Hunan、okay. or Guangdong.、But、let's <laughs> just say the north. Anytime I travel there.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's just things are a lot more rough and tough, and not like there's not dangerous.、Mm-hmm. But people are just a lot more direct, right? This is more comfortable. Let's say, like when I go there, and especially for my customers, who like we go to factories in the north, they prefer go there because、mm-hmm. people are more straightforward,、mm-hmm. like Russian people. You know, <laughs> probably really like. Northern people are more straightforward. They don't have time. It's too cold outside. You know, they don't have time to talk a lot. They just like come to the deal. Quite,、mm. quite <laughs> <yeah> . <laughs> well, I, yeah. And then like tell what you think.、Mm. And southern people, that's how 
when people say that Chinese people are so foxy, they mm. never say no, they like so uh, goes around the topic. This is Southern people. Mm. Actually, on that topic, I've been here in China, here in Shanghai for five years. I've become more like that. I used to be very direct. And now when I want to refuse someone, I'll find an idea or a, an excuse or I'll be like, oh, but actually this is a better idea or actually oh, I'm busy that day. And I, I am conscious of myself doing it. And it's interesting how I've changed like that. And it's something that I'm striving to change again. Back well, to being more I love direct. to work with Northern people. Really, it's so good. <laughs> Even sometimes it's a bit rude because I also spent seven years in Guangdong mm. where you like, you cannot be rude at all. Uh, let other people lose face mm -hmm. and you're like done you know but it's so, an interesting but concept of face good. right because all of China has this face concept they have it different in the north as to south but northern people do doesn't care so much about some let's let's say small issues mm. they, they're more straightforward and more relaxed in terms of like some sensitive topics I mean like in lifestyle topics sensitive topics do you think that the north retains this kind of very Chinese element because actually above the north is Mongolia and then Kazakhstan and a very, very empty part of Russia. Yeah, even Dumbay before it's uh, Manjuria, a Manjulia part, which mm. was like Manzu. Yeah, Manchurians. Manchurians, yeah. they were not Chinese. But my point is that actually above northern China, there's it's just like empty space, practically mm -hmm. speaking, right? And the south, there's... Southeast Asia, and then there's the sea. So actually, people can come in mm -hmm. on through the sea, yeah, right, which is a lot easier than going through like the Siberian tundra. And I think that's probably why they're a bit more used to foreigners, yeah, used to like engaging with other people. And actually, southern people, yeah, southern yeah. people. So actually, if you look at say for example Fujian, they actually had Arabs there, like literally thousands of years ago, like people who'd lived, who'd like come as traders and like lived and yeah, stayed yeah. there, you know, and had mm -hmm. families and generations going on. Um, so the South has had this rich tradition of foreign exchange for years and years, decades, centuries, even millennia. Yeah, and all these Christian uh, missionaries, mm. they all come from the South. Yeah. And they went like so deep mm. into Southern China, mm -hmm. like in Sichuan, in Yunnan mountains, they were there yeah. like 200 or 300 years ago. Yeah. And for Northern, it's like Russian people only come. <laughs> <laughs> they call us mouths, it's like a hairy guy. Because like before, <laughs> Russian guys have a bird, you know, like, yeah. and Asian people didn't have. So mm. <laughs> they, 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 they used to call us like mouths. What do they call you now? I remember you were telling me two or three years ago that because Putin wouldn't... Ah, Mingzu, yeah. Now it's also called... Zhangdou Mingzu means... Not like a warrior... Warrior, warrior nation. Clan. Yeah, warrior nation, warrior right? Warrior nation, which is like good in Chinese. Mm. In Chinese, they, they they love this, you know, powerful. So yeah. It's, it's not offensive word. But Mao's is a bit offensive, yeah. Okay. So what was the reasoning for the being called Zhangdou Nation? Because... Russian government started a few wars. Like, <laughs> no, not started a few wars. We got the Crimea. Uh -huh. Okay. Part of you another country. It. How you know? did you get it? You just, it just got given. There right? was no war. We just come. <laughs> we called it like this is, green guys come there. This and then is, green this guys come. Yeah, this is classic Russian propaganda uh -huh. at work. Some green guys on holiday, right? Just hanging out. Yeah. With, they brought some guns as well and some tanks. But they're just, there they're was just no. Um, I don't want to talk about... We talk about China here, right? So. <laughs> I'm editing this, by the way. Uh -huh. And we're going to keep that section okay. in. Okay. We can keep...
let's go to food. One of the most big difference, it's food for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, we cannot, it's still like, as we mentioned in previous episode, there are at least eight different types of Chinese food. Mm. But if we talk generally, not only about like northern people eat noodles, southern people eat rice. What are other differences? I think it's generally accepted that northern food is nowhere near as good as southern food. Yeah, right? Sure. In the south, they use a lot more spices mm-hmm. and they're a lot more adventurous with their food. Yeah. The north is basically just salty meat and salty potatoes and salty bread. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's cold, right? So you want something that's hearty and thick and filling. Yeah, it's closer to Russian food, but not that poor anyway. Mm. I mean, like, Beijing food is okay. Maybe not that much variety, but still. And it's much salty. And I mean, like the northern food, much salty. More meat, for sure. A lot of meat. Mm. And uh, like, as we said, noodles and mianbao, like uh, bread. bread and mantou. And Another type of bread. Yeah, kind of type of <laughs> bread. and bread. <laughs> <laughs> but that just goes to and show. Chinese say like junko wei. Honestly, you can't, can't translate it better. Junko wei. Northern people like junko wei. I mean, like, when you eat after northern food, you really feel like oh, yeah. you're... <laughs> like you really had a meal. Yeah. Like a really proper... Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's like, for Westerners, it's like having a Sunday roast. Yeah, kind but of. For every meal. Yeah, Lunch always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the whole, the South is tastier, and it's very difficult to say that it's lighter in taste, but definitely there's more variations. But say with Guangdong, they use a little less oil, for their foods and it's lightly fried and it's very quick, you know, stir-fried. Whereas if you go to like Hunan, they use a lot of oil, a lot, a lot of oil. Same with Chongqing, Chengdu. So it's very difficult to start making these generalizations with, in terms of food in the South. But on the whole, I think it's safe to say tastier, probably a fresher taste. I mean, like they just eat more vegetables, mm. and use more different spices, for sure more seafood. Mm-hmm. and uh, more different, like, stuff. I don't know, mushrooms. There's more Whatever. variation of foods, basically. I mean, right? like, not only meat, 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 meat. I and mean, bread, like, if bread, you're bread, vegan, bread, bread. for sure, like, it's easier to eat uh, southern, mm-hmm. one of the thousand cuisine. Mm-hmm. Cuisine? Cuisines, yeah. Cuisines. And if we talk about meals, talk about, like, drinking culture. And for sure, again, like, if you ask any Chinese people who is the... Uh, the heaviest drinkers in China is they will say Dumbayren, mm-hmm. which actually almost true. true. I like, think Shandong people they inner, love to drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you check the official statistics, Shandong people are the like heaviest. Oh, drinking. really? Yeah. I mean, like on uh, per capita, yeah. they drink the most alcohol ah. per year. But it's different. They drink this Jingju or like some wine, whatever Chinese wine, and but. They, they they just drink every time, you know, like uh, every no, dinner, yeah, yeah. but not that much. But okay. Dumbay people, maybe they don't drink every day, uh-huh. but actually I saw every day. Like, <laughs> if you go to Beijing, you uh-huh. can see this different, actually. Mm-hmm. Many people have this Argatol small bottle mm-hmm. in the dinner. A lot yeah. of people, yeah, yeah. like every, or, or lunch mm-hmm. time. Yeah, A I've lot of old it. guys, like lunch time, they just like proper meal. And then, like, small Argato bottle. Mm-hmm. Or Argato is a, is a form of alcohol here. So, actually, my friend Miyuki, she's a very pretty, very dainty girl on the outside, right? But she's from Shandong. 
And when she drinks, like she really drinks. Yeah. So she just becomes like this different person. And so last time we were out, like normally you would say "hun shui," which means very handsome. But she was like really like very getting into this real Shandong mode, and she was like "hun shui." And you're like, oh my god, who are you? I've never, <laughs> never seen you like this. What, what happened to the old Miyuki? In my experience, Shandong people—they're the ones who like they love to drink and they love to like drink to excess. They want to、mm. get wasted. I think it's true for more most of the northern regions, but especially people say that the 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 heaviest, the like the most Lehigh drinkers, well, Lehigh, the most Lehigh, most. Oh my god, my English is so bad. Like, have you found this? Like, living here in China, you're <laughs> heaviest drinkers. No, what were you asking? Lehigh, the strongest. Lehigh, strongest drinkers. The best drinkers. Is the best Mongolian, like inner in Mongolia. Mongolian guys.、Uh-huh. Yeah, they. But again, if you, we talk about Shao Shumingzu,、uh, ethnic minorities,、mm. the heaviest drinkers are Daizu. Which is actually Thai, like a、uh, Thailand, like a Thai people,、ah. almost the same. And they live in Yunnan province, and they drink a lot. If it really, it's again official statistics. Wow! And、This... they drink some like the very sweet kind of、uh, alcohol,、mm. and they're having fun every day in the village. You know, like <laughs> southern vibes and, and like always holiday festivals. Uh-huh, and, you uh-huh. know, so in this and the same. Minorities can drink a lot.、Mm. I don't know、mm. why. If you go to Guizhou, or like they also drink a lot. I wonder if that's to do with the separation of work and labor, and and how much work they're able to do, living in smaller towns as opposed to living in the cities. But what you just said is really interesting about how much they drink, because my assistant, she is half ethnic minority or a quarter actually. And her and her mum, they actually like go and like get drunk together.、Mm. She said that her mum just drinks all the time, like all the time. And I was really surprised about that because they're from Yunnan, and I always thought that people in Yunnan they're very gentle and very、mm-hmm. you know soft and stuff like that. But actually, apparently in Yunnan, people love to drink. They're a bit like Dongbei, but without the cult. But generally, for sure, in the north, the drinking culture is more developed. I mean, like they're drinking more for、mm. sure. But in the south, mostly like Han people, which is like the people that we take as Chinese, they can't drink Chinese, really.、Yeah. If you take Guangdong people or like Shanghainese people,、uh, or like、uh, many like southern, even from Yunnan, if you take、uh, not like Chinese minority, like ethnic、mm. minority, they drink literally a small glass of beer,、mm-hmm. and they're. Faces super red. They say. They say. They always say. I have a allergy for this. Coming, coming, coming. Which is actually not. Yeah. Just because they 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 just can't drink. It's not allergy. But I think again that doesn't mean that they're drunk. It just it's just a reaction. Actually, I get it. Like I have like a tiny sip of wine or beer, and my eyes go like bloodshot red. No, after the second glass, they're drunk usually. Okay. <laughs> All right. Trust me. After like、uh, seven years in Guangdong. <laughs> well, no people really like. For me, it was we just started. Come on, guys! <laughs> it was just like the, the second bottle, and the, like, all the table are drunk. If you in Dongguan, like in the that factories, you go to some laobans,、mm-hmm. and if they are locals, 
<laughs> it's so easy to win the battle, you know, <laughs> for me, Siberian guy. <laughs> okay, so have you traveled to like Gansu or like the further northern regions? Yeah, I've been to Xinjiang to Gansu also. Do you find that people in the northeast and the northwest share similar characteristics in terms of culture? At least the Mandarin there is better, really. I mean, like uh, in big cities, mm-hmm. the, I'm I'm not talking about ethnic minorities. I'm talking about Chinese people. Mm-hmm. They're much much, uh, but still Mandarin is good. Mm-hmm. I was surprised in like in Xinjiang, which is like so far region mm-hmm. from Beijing, the the Mandarin is much better than in Sichuan. For example. Really? Yeah. Okay. And no, for sure, it's different vibes at all. I mean, like you cannot, I think, say like Inner Mongolia and Xinjiang is the is the north China. It's mm-hmm. northern China, but the culture and vibes are totally different. Yeah. Yeah. I and especially that's... like in Xinjiang, there is a big influence of uh, Muslim mm-hmm. culture, and you can feel this. Yeah. yeah. In terms of the food, like they love and alcohol. Actually, for example, we say northern people can drink. No, many Xinjiang people like even Uyghurs. Yeah. They Uyghur. Uyghurs. Uyghurs. They, they love to drink. What are you talking about? Here. Here. Uh-huh. But there, it's kind of like really traditional guys. They don't drink that much. And, for example, when I was in Urumqi 10 years ago, there mm-hmm. was no McDonald's. Huh. Only KFC. Because they don't eat pork. Uh-huh. And even no one McDonald's. I don't know what about now. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the, it means like... It influenced Muslim culture, influenced mm. a lot. Mm. The, because, like, in the north, they lot eat a lot of pork. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Still, like, northern people eat more neuro and young. <laughs> <laughs> beef and lamb. Yeah, beef and lamb. <laughs> we should start thinking about doing this podcast in Chinese, maybe. We see my life. Mm. Yeah, we could mm. do. We could do. Young China, and it will be young road or young. Yeah, <laughs> young road. Young lamb China. <laughs> <laughs> we are lamb China. <laughs> young. No, actually, young Ren. I just realized young Ren is foreigners. Oh, young Xi. Yeah, international guys, international people. Wow. Wow, you're a we genius. We have amazing logo. Wow. Okay. Artem actually really is very smart. In the end of this episode, I want to come back to the climate because it's starting to be cold in Shanghai. And a lot of memes in Chinese social media comes out again about then like northern people don't uh, afraid of cold, which is actually not true. Just like northern people have a central heating. And for me, Guangdong guy, the second year in Shanghai getting tough. It's freaking cold in my home. And I don't know what to do. It's like my heater isn't even not enough for the, my big apartment. Again. <laughs> Your luxury apartment. Yeah, my luxury ca- apartment. But really, I hate it. It's like, I don't know if someone ever felt this kind of... It's super wet. And when it's rainy and no sun for two weeks. And it's like five, six degrees. It's worse than minus 10 or minus 20 in Beijing, for example. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you said, the memes, right? In the south, because there's no heating, indoor heating, except for aircon. I mean, my house is actually colder inside than the outside. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It's freezing inside. Like in my bed, I can actually see the steam from my breath. <laughs> like I have a, I have two blankets. The second one is actually, it's so heavy that it gives me like neck and back pain. Mm-hmm. But I have it because it's warm. But up in the north, as you know, 
they use central heating. I remember the last time I went to Beijing, I was so hot in January. I was in this apartment. I was like just in like my t-shirt and my underwear in the evening. Like I was boiling. I had to open the window because I was so hot. And it's so interesting that in winter things turn around. Like the north becomes hot, and the south becomes cold, and then it turns around in in during the summer months. I hate it, man. It's it will be four months of this suffering. So, do you would you ever consider moving to Beijing or Dongbei? For for the for the winter, <laughs> just for the winter, go to the to the north. Winter holiday in the north. Yeah, I consider I go to Hainan on uh, my. Okay, uh, you wouldn't move. Expanded. You wouldn't live in Beijing ever, would you? No, I don't think like northern vibes is okay for me now. I don't know. My first、uh, time in China was three months in Dongbei, and、mm. still like deep in my heart, I love it. But I don't think I want to live there. Again, about north and Shanghai is maximum.、Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go northern. <laughs> more, more, more north. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting story that you told us last time about smoking on the bus in Jilin, where the driver was smoking, and then some of the other passengers were smoking, and then you were like, "Oh, maybe I'll just start smoking as well." You just open the window, you start, you lit up a cigarette. <laughs> I think that's a really good indicator of what northern people, on the whole, are like. They're a lot more direct. They're a lot more informal. I think informal is a very good word. Like、mm-hmm. they're happy to be friends with. They're, they're happy. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. You know, they they will not be shy to come、mm-hmm. up to you and ask you a question. Yeah, and all those questions about like how big is your salary and like、uh, where <laughs> like do you have a wife? Do you have Chinese wife? Why you don't get Chinese wife、mm-hmm. or something like this? Is it happens for sure in the south、mm-hmm. also, but.、Uh, Usually, it comes from northern northern people. When you were living in the north, did people come up to you on the street sometimes? In the smaller cities, yes, they can.、Mm-hmm. And the thing is, even like taxi drivers in Beijing, they much more talkative than in Shanghai or Guangzhou, Shenzhen, for sure. Okay, That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it means like they're more open,、mm-hmm. more straightforward, which is actually is nice. I mean, like here, they maybe they want to talk to you sometimes, but they think this is not polite.、Mm-hmm. This is again about like service,、mm-hmm. which like many foreigners think that like northern part of China is lack of good service,、mm-hmm. which they're actually getting wrong. Actually, it's just like、uh, being nice, rushing. Like、mm-hmm. northern people are more rushing. I think in terms of、uh, start a contact with a new person. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. Interesting. How like more friendly? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. When southern people will know you better, it goes the same.、Mm-hmm. But、mm-hmm. the first contact is for sure is more easier for for for, for, northern, for northern people. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so we've been talking about this for quite a long time now. I、yeah. think that it's t- come to its natural conclusion. But each of the topics we talked about today, we can actually expand on. As its own podcast, because the thing about Chinese culture is, God, it's just so rich. When we talk about North and South divide, it's actually each province has its own、mm-hmm. vibe, each region has its own vibe, each city has its own vibe. Even you know cities that are very close to each other, like Shanghai and Hangzhou, they're only fifty minutes on the high speed train from each other, and it's completely different vibes. So we'll be discussing. All these topics again, but way more in depth on their own later on. As usual, you can find us on all the podcasting platforms, whether Spotify, Simalaya, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please give us your feedback, reviews. We want to hear from you. 
and a new idea for our new episodes. You can find us on Instagram or LinkedIn and send direct message. Okay, so my name is Lucian. My name is Artem. See you next week. Bye.